Hello everyone. Welcome to The Orbit. We have a bit of a change of scene today because Cheyenne is working at the table. Uh, she is packing a bunch of orders and getting stickers out to a lot of you. So, live from the couch, we're gonna talk about data points and schemas. I got this idea because in the past week I watched the movie The Lincoln Lawyer. It is a personal goal of mine to watch every single film that Matthew McConaughey has been in. The Lincoln Lawyer came out in 2011, and it is about a lawyer, played by Matthew McConaughey, who has a reputation for getting criminals out of jail. The movie is best described as a crime thriller, and like many crime thrillers, you find yourself trying to solve a mystery with the main character by connecting seemingly unrelated points. Today, we're going to talk about those points and their connections and how they can make us better learners. This leads into data points and schemas. A couple notes before we begin. This isn't the only way to learn things. This is kind of how I think about certain problems and hopefully you can add it to your toolkit as a way to uh, think about how you process information. Second, schemas can also be said as schemata is in the plural sense, but for just ease on my part, I'm just gonna say schemas. What is a data point? A data point is a unit of information. In The Lincoln Lawyer, data points are bits of evidence, like the knife, the victim, and the wounds. Data points can be any bit of information. Ideally, they're true, but we're always testing them to see whether or not they're false. Some examples of data points are water is wet, atoms are very small, ocean water is undrinkable. Think of a unit as a dot, and we'll draw this out. It is a fixed point of information. What is a schema? A schema is a method for organizing those points of information. In The Lincoln Lawyer, the theory of what actually happened, the story, is the schema. You take the evidence and then try to imagine how it fits in to a greater picture. Schemas are ways that we can organize our data points. The periodic table is a schema for us to understand the elements in terms of their atoms. Psychology is a schema of organization for how we think about the way the mind works. Our schedule is a schema for the points in our day where we have to do something. If I were to draw it out, we have the dots, which are our data points, and then the schema is the pattern that connects all of them. So using these terms, what does learning look like? Usually when I think about learning, it's me reading a book and taking notes on the side. I find that sometimes I forget a lot of what I read or see, and what makes information stick is when the relationship to the data points is really clear and solidified in my brain. One way to look at learning is the continuous growth of data points and connections, and then making connections out of those schemas. We'll take a look at that in kind of a il illustrative way, but let's move on. One way to learn is to collect data points to form schemas. Data points are the building blocks of our mental structures. Data points can be facts or observations. When I interned at a early childhood development center, my job was to sit for about an hour or two and just take notes with timestamps. 
it served as data for other people to study and to test different frameworks or schemas or theories against real world observations. So those were my data points, my journal and log entries. In life, we're collecting data points all the time. I look outside, the sky is blue right now. That is a data point. Uh, when our friends tell us stories, we're gathering data points. Some of these bits of information may not be true, but we're collecting them nonetheless and juxtaposing them against our existing mental schemas. If we can, we try to construct a new schema to hold that information. For example, let's say on Monday, I look at the weather and the weather's clear. I can say, okay, my data point for today is that the weather is clear. I'm gonna assume that the next five days is gonna be similar. But the next day we have a storm. That's a conflicting data point. And then I'll have to rearrange my prediction and also my understanding of what the weather is that week. Let's say you're playing a game of connect the dots. You don't know what the final image is until you connect the dots. Once you do, you have an epiphany. It's a lion or whatever it ends up being. Similarly, once you get enough true data points and connect them and find a system of organization that makes sense, you will have an epiphany, which is seeing the relationship between all these data points. If we were to flip it in reverse, you could have a schema as a theory or hypothesis and then see if data points fit within it. This is a like what we do at the science fair. We have a prediction about what would happen if we mix vinegar and baking soda. Based on what we know, we expect a certain outcome. And then we test the data point to see if it's true. As opposed to before where you gather a bunch of data then form the theory, this is having a theory and then finding the data points and seeing if they fit. It is possible that you will see that the data points don't fit into your theory or schema. And you will have to rethink your hypothesis and restructure the organization to make sense of what you found. Now, this isn't foolproof. Forming schemas, collecting data points, it can go wrong. One of the most interesting examples, I think, are conspiracies. Conspiracies are schemas that are overreaching. They connect widely different points. Sometimes they can all be true, but the connections are a little overreaching. For example, my full name, has 21 characters. 21 is the product of three and seven, both of which are historically sacred numbers. If you take the number three and draw them out as points, you can form a triangle, the same shape of the top of the pyramid on your dollar bill that has the all-seeing eye. You can see where this can get confusing because the points, the individual points are true, but their relationships are a little suspect. Having too few data points in a wide-reaching schema is bad science. Unfortunately, it happens a lot. We can have a bad experience with two rockabilly fans, and then we form this system of organization that tells us all rockabilly fans are assholes. Whereas if we just had more data points and more examples, we may have a more nuanced conclusion. A lot of this is kind of abstract. And the reason I want to talk about it is because it directly relates to our information diet. We live in a time where we are bombarded with information all the time. And it is hard to choose what 
media to consume? What articles am I supposed to read? What podcasts should I listen to? We have to be conscious about the information that we are putting into our brains. As for the purpose of the media that you consume, is it enjoyment, education, curiosity? Whatever you're consuming, you can play with the idea that they're either data points or schemas. Think about how the information is adding to your realm of knowledge and its relationship to the existing structures in your brain. Which brings me to some examples, books, podcasts, tweets, and articles. Books are often, I find, a combination of data points and schemas. They will present you examples and then show you how they're connected. Uh, sometimes I will gather data points in my own life and I'll be very confused. I guess this is how like self-help books come into play. I have points in my life that don't really make sense. And then a self-help book will give me a framework of potentially looking at these problems. The fiction book, The Circle by Dave Eggers provides a schema for how to interpret changes in technology. The book, The Timeless Way of Building by Christopher Alexander is a schema for how to think about design. Podcasts. Podcasts can do both. I would say news podcasts provide data points. They're telling you very explicitly, here are the things that happened today. Yes, news has an agenda and sometimes news goes more in depth than explains, but for the most part, we can think of the news that we consume as individual data points for us to form our own conclusions. Tweets. Tweets, because of their brevity, I would say are best characterized as data points. A lot of them are often false. We have to continuously test them to see if they're true, which helps us form our understanding of the Twitter environment and in terms of the environment beyond it. Articles online are sometimes data points they can also be schemas there are some blogs that i follow that just talk about like how to teach yourself and they provide strategies and methods to become a better learner and i think of those as schemas because it's a way to organize your time and effort when i think about learning let's imagine a data point and then another data point and then another data point and then somehow you find a schema to organize them that schema becomes a data point in and of itself. And soon you have a bunch of different schemas that then connect under a broader schema. To ground this in reality, I learn a little bit about JavaScript. I'm uh, learning computer programming, and then as a result, I learn about frameworks like Vue.js. And then I see the relationship between these two. JavaScript is a system of organization. So is Vue.js, and they are related under a broader scope. So each time you form a schema, it's not over there. You can zoom out even further, or even zoom in to form different structures to study the relationships between these things. The ultimate goal is lifelong learning. You're probably sitting, twiddling your thumbs at home, as am I, just trying to figure out what to do with your time. And as the world changes, especially now, we don't know what to expect, but we can gather data points and then test them against theories to figure out what works best for us. I have been trying to teach myself just hardware programming, and a lot of that is trial and error. Eventually, I'll do enough trial and error that I'm like, okay, I get what works, but I don't know why. And that's when I start reading the blog posts that explain the relationships between all the things that I've been learning. Again, this isn't the only way to learn. 
We learn through a lot of different ways, and I think that's a good thing. But by taking data points and schemas and putting it in your toolbox, you can be creative with the way that you are consuming media. You can focus the energy and get more out of it uh, when you're navigating a sea of potential things that you can learn. To go back to the Lincoln lawyer, Matthew McConaughey's character at the beginning of the film believes that he knows who committed the murder. However, he is confronted with information that makes him question that initial theory and he has to construct a new one. He has to creatively piece together a new schema to fit in all of the information that he is given. Perhaps the most important takeaway here is knowing your brain's shortcomings and knowing that you can continuously refine and tweak your mental models to accommodate new information. And that ultimately is lifelong learning. My question for you is, are you collecting data points? You can do it by keeping a journal, an observation log, or just saving all the articles that you read, a list of the movies you watch, and then take a look at that information and say, is there a system of organization for this? Is there something that you're trying to learn right now? Are you trying to teach yourself, I don't know, ancient history? You are probably learning times and dates and people, and then you can see the schema of the relationships between these things. Using this language gives you more power in the way that you learn. If you want to learn more about this, I put a link to the Wikipedia page on schema, psycho psychological schema in the notes, and ask me any questions. Again, I'm not an expert on this. Uh, it's just a way that I like to think about things when I'm playing with strategies on how to make the information on the internet manageable. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.